Blog Talk Radio. Great joy and good afternoon, my friend. The Nepalese Meditation Bowl is chiming, centering your mind and delight on the art of the CEO. The show that brings you the most fascinating people and the wisest advisors in the business community from around our terrestrial orb. I am Bart Jackson, the Hieronymus Bosch of business. And today, you are going to learn to be a business phoenix and rise from the ashes of disaster. Yes, my friend, it has happened to me. And if you're a lady or gentleman of business, a solopreneur or corporate CEO, it will invariably sometimes slam into you. You dream up some marvelous, earth-shattering product. You put it on the shelves, and whoosh, disaster. No one looks, no one buys. You may be even like Henry Ford, who named his bestest product after his favorite son, Edsel. Um, But the clientele is just having none of it, and it flops embarrassingly, and whoops, there goes the mortgage. And so after you decide to take the pistol from between your cheeks, what do you do? Well, grab your bootstraps, my friend, listen, and learn. So whether you are an upscale gallery owner in a mountain ski resort like Jimmy, seeking to imbue art and memories into those traveling from afar, or if you're a world-class physicist like Gordon, trying to herd his 100 globally spread collaborators from, uh, for his giant cosmic ray experiments, pull up your chair a little closer. Join our Feast of Wisdom, which is all carefully cuisined, to make your career thrive and your ventures flourish. So let's plunge right in and find some solutions for when your product just sits there. Well, basically, there's two main reasons. Either the product's no good or your selling and marketing are no good. Now, since you love the product and since it's a lot easier to fix the latter, our first step is to examine uh, the market and your marketing. Two good examples come to mind. First of all, it was done by Sleep Innovations, who is now named uh, Inacore Inc. They made flexible foam mattresses, the Tempur-Pedic kind of thing. They made toppers for them. And they just weren't going anywhere with it. They couldn't get them moving. So they sat down and they reviewed their mission. They looked at what they were doing. And this is where the hint came in. They, They had always thought of themselves as mattress makers. They took a second look. They said, we aren't mattress makers. We are foam manufacturers. And what did this do? This opened up an entire new line of products. They started moving into the nautical field. They made boat cushions, boat seats, things that needed waterproofing, closed cell foam, perfect. They went into picnic wear. They went into to cushioning people's beautiful selves on all kinds of furniture. And as a result, they took off because they looked at the marketing that they were doing and reframed their whole idea. Second example, Campbell's Soup. Uh, Now they looked at the market. Campbell's Soup has been around since 1869, gathering up all the garden goodies from the garden state, putting them into their can. Uh, Camden business and making fabulous soups. So you know the Andy Warhol picture of Campbell's soup. Everyone does. When Denise Morrison took over a couple years back, she looked at it and she said, it's not moving. 
And the truth is, nothing lasts forever. So what did she do? She gathered all her C-suite and top execs, took them into a hotel room, locked the doors, papered the whole thing over. This is a great story. And she had them write down what was what they needed. And they looked. They found that the public wanted two things that they weren't getting from Campbell's Soup. They wanted faster cooking meals, that is, you, a, a whole meal that they could produce quickly. And the other thing they wanted that they were not getting from Campbell's was more nutrition. They wanted something that they could boast, uh, boast of and make them feel that they were eating well. And with that, they came up with a whole new line. And Campbell's, my friend, is buying up new corporations, merging madly, and doing very well. Thank you very much. All right. Now, with that brief and tempting nosh of today's Feast of Wisdom, allow me to fulfill my duties to you as proper host and lay before you a few utensils for the furthering of today's feast. First utensil, as I always do, allow me to remind each of you, hearing my voice, that the good Lord has gifted you with the title and privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself. Now, since that's the most important position you'll ever hold in your career, please allow me to ask, will this be the day that you see your choices, that you look at uh, the daily routine, and choose a method that's better suited to your personal interests? A change? Or will you allow yourself to remain under tradition's tyrannic thumb? The choice, my friend, is truly yours. And as a second utensil, uh, where did it go? Oh, yes. You need to steep your lips into a little laughter and taste the scriptural recitation from the 102 Best Business Quips book, which I am hunting around for madly here. Okay. Oh, oh here it is. Here it is. Uh, and, uh, yes, our, our bowl is answering back. Um, this is number 96 from the back. Our chief marketing officer wants a product to sell for a dime, our CFO wants a profit of a dollar, and our CEO wants it produced yesterday. What this firm needs is a chief reality officer. <laughs> and as an afterthought, you know, business is comprised of individuals that each want something entirely different from your product. You can't please them all, but if you can deliver a product that makes you personally proud, my friend, you've got a great start. And if you smirked a bit over that quip, we have them literally by the books full. Visit bartsbooks.com, that's B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S.com, and pick up your copy of 101 Business Quips and the cleverly uh, segue title, uh, second title, 102 Best Business Quips. And you will have yourself a whole quiverful that's going to make you the clever tongue, green-eyed envy of all the chain gang at work. Nothing beats social ammunition. And as a third utensil, uh, perhaps we should appropriately entitle this the success slipping spoon, we proffer you the answer to last week's business quotation. That is, the name of the author who noted, if you could kick the person in the pants responsible for most of your trouble, you wouldn't sit down for a month. <laughs> Those words, uh, not surprisingly, were spoken by none other than our 26th president and founder of our beloved national park system, Mr. Theodore Roosevelt. 
And later on in the show, blurting your way, is going to come another enriching quotation, so stick with us, because if you are among the learned souls who knows the author of that quote, simply scrawl that sage's name down as you believe him or her to be, and email it right off to info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S dot com. And if you are correct... Your knowledge will earn you a marvelous gift freshly disemboweled from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. So, with our utensils in hand, come gather some fiscal insights for saving your business from the product that no one just seems to want to buy. And moving on in that direction towards solutions, I'm going to steal a page from the Gospel according to Bill Kraut, who is a noted consultant for global C-suites all over, He always says, examine your value proposition. That is, look at your product. Then what does the public, the customer, want, and how are they using it? Not not how do you design it to to be used. How are they using it? I, I have always said that if you make computer keyboards and you find that the people are using them for mud flaps, then you better begin making them broad, heavy, and wide. So uh, that's... Uh, that's my own thought. But uh, uh, as for a more corporate example, a good friend of mine, Diana Enriquez, she's a senior editor for the New York Times, uh, explained to me that in, 19, in about 2010, the New York Times, which was the top of all printed papers, they've been, been the top, and they've been going at it for 160 years, they made a realization. They could not be the fastest and first with the news any longer. When uh, Bernie Madoff went to jail for his Ponzi schemes, people were receiving alerts on their uh, smartphones. You just can't compete with that with a paper, uh, a printed newspaper. So they sat down, and this is the key. They examined all their assets. They decided what they could do. They looked at it and saw what they had is this huge army of absolute expert reporters who really knew the full story behind each story. And so they said, okay, we will cede speed to the Internet. We are going to change what we do. We are going to make uh, new kinds of stories for the Times So and send our reporters to not just give the hot flash, but the full news story and particularly center it on how it reflects on you, Mr. Reader and Ms. Reader. That has turned the whole New York Times around, and right now I may say that they are still slapping across desks all over the country and beyond. It is the New York Times, and as they have continued on top, because they were willing to examine the value proposition. And there is a Another thing to consider when a product fails, and this is something more of a of an intuitive feel, don't fall into what I call the persistence trap. You know, if we just push it a little harder, if we wait a little longer, if we tweak it around, how long do you hang on to a loser? Look at what you've done. Do you see that you're just making reiterations of the same thing and getting the same response? Response at some time, my friend, you've got to, to let it go and think about that. This is where your business intuition comes in and checking the market and see how it's working on. It's a tough call, 
but you have to beware of the persistence trap, and you can't judge it on how much you desperately love the product. I'm afraid. Sorry. So if you have just joined us, uh, you are listening to The Art of the CEO, which every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time streams magically through the overwhelmingly misunderstood realms of cyberspace, where you may listen and download this and all other episodes by visiting blogtalkradio.com slash the art of the CEO. Okay, that's blogtalkradio.com slash the art of the CEO. Okay, now, supposing that uh, it is the product, supposing that the, 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 the flop is really due to the fact that your product is just plain lousy and it doesn't perform, how are you going to save your reputation we all know that he who steals my purse steals trash, but he who filters my good name takes that which enriches him none, but robs me of all I have. And for this, let's turn and take a little lesson from Microsoft. You know, there's one set of words I don't think I have ever heard spoken seriously, and that is, I just love my Vista. Vista was a software package that uh, Microsoft spent mucho dollars on, and it came right out, quite appropriately, about the time of the Great Recession. And they they looked at it. The public wouldn't touch it. They hated it. It wasn't. It really wasn't all that good. It had all of the things they said it would do. They just plain it just plain didn't. Well, Groucho Marx had an old saying that uh, alimony is like feeding hay to a dead horse. And I think that there's, they just, uh, Microsoft said, we are not going to uh, feed hay to a dead horse, but we're going to keep it on the shelves. They did not pull it out. Uh, again, that was a matter of reputation. They put it out there, they, and they just, secondly, they kept moot about the whole uh, Vista. They didn't. Uh, advertise much, and they plunge right into the remake of it. Now, there's a little side note here, and that is that if you are uh, Microsoft, you can do this because you are an incremental company. And by that I mean, since Windows 95, 6, 7, XP, 2000, Windows 7, 8, and so forth, they have come up with a successive increments of incremental improvements on this on much the same product. That will work fine. But supposing you're an Apple instead of a Microsoft. Apple is a blockbuster firm. They wait and wait and wait and wait, and they come out at odd times, no schedule, with the greatest, the latest, the most fabulous uh, laptop, the Mac Air, the iPhone, the whatever. And the point is that that's it works for them. But what this does, just remember that you, if you are one of these blockbuster-style companies, whether no matter what your service or product, you're going to have to do a lot more preemptive marketing research. Apple does, so should you. And just one more thing that, that just follows right off of that while you're about the style of the company. For you personally, have to, as leader of your business, you have to make an attitude adjustment with in, in your own mind when a product flops. Believe your eyes, my friend. You have to look at it, look at this flop, and you have to honestly, 
be ready to either salvage the product with some major changes, or you may even have to scrap it, depending on the client response. Be ready for both. Remember, you have a second business. You have a second thing for sale uh, other than this product. You have your business. Your business must keep on going. So make that attitude adjustment. Be ready to amputate a limb to save your business's life. All right, now, with your mind filling up with a large ledger full of courageous rebuilding uh, strategies, let's take a little pause for a bit, my friend, and taste a brief survey from the Wise Feast. Um, allow me to introduce to you the company by whose good graces we are here today. And that company is Prometheus Publishing, creator of, among several other divisions, Bart's Books Ultimate Business Guides. And this very day, Prometheus Publishing invites you to look at their book, So That's How They Do It, Tactics from Business Masters. This has always been one of my favorite book projects, primarily because I like the readership. This book is designed for those business folks uh, who I call the energized elite. And you know who you are. You're the individual who is wants a fulfilling, satisfying career, and you are ready to put your hands on that swivel chair, hoist yourself up. You'll invest in a book, a seminar, anything that is going to make your career take off. You're going to seize the better tool. Well, in this book, you have tactics and disciplines and attitude changes and some just plain good drills that are going to make you a more aware business person and give you just some good ideas to apply to your business as it is. So, and they may even, you know, spark, set your mind pondering, spark some improvements on your own because that's where the improvements should come from. So, you may find, so that's how they do it at, among other places, bartsbooks.com. That's B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S.com. And while you're on the homepage there, don't forget to click on that little uh, blue mailbox. That will send you every week a brand new business quip with, a, with an afterthought, because after all, you deserve a little free laughter in your life. We all do. And speaking of masterful examples and enjoyable problem solving, let's get back to our business disasters. So bring your brain to bear on the challenges as we sort of bullheadedly charge into cogent ways to handle every business person's nightmare, the product or service you just cannot sell. And the big, large, looming white elephant in all of this, of course, is money. You've put all your funds into this marvelous product that you love so much. And if by chance, if no, if by design, your product contracts are based on a sales percentage of the new product, well, good for you, you smart son of a gun. You were wise. If, if not, and you are paying your suppliers direct uh, flat rates, it is time to come and visit them face-to-face and rework your order contracts. This is, it's not easy, but if you would like to, if you're, if you're sharp, just whisper hints and worries, anxieties, of, and with the word chapter 11 tucked in there, if you must. 
believe me, no supplier wants to be trumping around getting cents on the dollar. Time to work out a friendly renegotiation. And as a second thought for saving money, do not cut your advertising budget. You keep your name out there. You revamp your general ads uh, to a more to reflect the business and the service that you provide to people and satisfied customers. Talk about the business. Have them move into testimonials. All this is risky, but you don't want to be advertising uh, a bad product. At the same time, you don't not want to pull in your horns and make people have only the leftover bad taste in their mouth of the product they didn't like. Keep your name out there. And the other thing this will do, this will shift your ad budget to a to the future successful ventures, and it allows you to move your money into um, uh, other areas that give you a little flexibility. And now, the other thing is, uh, if you're not selling well, How's everyone else doing? So one uh, obvious uh, strategy is to examine the competition, look at the similar, and look at something similar that is selling well. And you may think nobody is, but but someone is surviving. Hunt that person up and look at, make two levels of comparison here, just, just two items of comparison. Number one, look at what the high seller is offering and providing. There's a difference between those. Look at what he is selling and providing versus what you're offering and providing. Is there a difference? Take in, learn lesson. And number two, uh, look at your uh, look at your marketing process. Look at yours. Look at theirs. Not just how they do it, but where they're dropping the goods. Take take a look again. Listen and learn. You've always always follow the success. Why not? And as as you move on, there is uh, the the product is failing, and I know it's tough. Uh, believe me, I've been there. We have had uh, books, and I hate to admit this on the air, but it's really true. Some of my our most beloved uh, efforts have not gone nearly as well as we planned. This happens. So at this point, any good CEO is is always seeking out to, to deal, how to better announce with it, to, to deal with his clients. So uh, a trick that we've used is to come right out and announce uh, words to the effect that as, as part of our constant mission to serve you in the ways you most need, we invite you to help us pr- improve. And you, you make a date, and you get their ideas. Never use the term feedback. I, I, that's, it's, uh, it makes it sound like some sort of swap that is, uh, that, that's coming from between hog and farmer. Use the term you want the ideas and the insights from your customers. Make them feel like people. Get their ideas. So they are, they are, you're not only getting good marketing advice and you're, uh, with his complaints, you're giving them a chance to express, and they are going to feel uh, a connection with the new product that you're going to create. And now, and 
with that new product that you're creating, that you're looking for the next one, there is another aspect that you can do, and that is look at your partner, not just your competitors, but your strategic uh, partners throughout the industry. For instance, if you are a CPA and you have a technical package and it just doesn't work out there, all right, why not go and find a, a survey some financial planners, talk with them, and render a total package for money management. The, the financial planner is a person who has wise advice. You are a person who can put a physical package in front of them and a program to work with them. Find So there you've got it, a money management combine that you have two people selling, not just one. That's a that's a simple sort of thing, and particularly you solopreneurs out there, rem- look for someone else who uh, is is benefiting the same kind of client. That's the key. The, someone who is benefiting the same kind of client, and work with them and see what the two of you can come up with that makes you uh, a little edge and uh, makes your clients a lot happier. And as, uh, as we move on to, there's one final thing, I, and this is dealing with revenue recoup. I, I know that the, no, nobody uh, can, can easily handle the launch of a new product uh, and, and the cash when, it, when no revenue streams back in. So the one thing that, that you can do as, as a money-managing idea is to take your current leveraged capital that you've got for this product and you can apply that to the next product how do you do, uh that is your your revamped product or or even another totally different product with the title of product of uh, product number 1 enhancement in other words that you take the leveraged capital that you have got, the loans that are outstanding, are usually will cover a uh, a reform from the pro- prototype. Well, what you're really doing is just sort of extending that. So call it product enhancement. There's a lot in a name by that. And you can continue, and in some cases, if you're fortunate, even perhaps get a little more extension of, of cash flow for the product that is not doing well now, but it will help you see it through the next one. And that is something that is uh, has worked for a few firms, and I am not ever <laughs> to say which ones. But it is it is a nice uh, a nice tool to perhaps give you a little a little relief and from the revenue that's that's not coming in. And and the final thing may I may say is I hope all your products go well. May every listener out there never ever need this show. <laughs> and as we round out today's feast, I am Bart Jackson, your curator of business wisdom, leaving you with today's business quotation. Who was it who said if you can face triumph and disaster and treat those two imposters just the same. Yours is the world and all that is in it. And as a hint, 
This India-born poetic voice of Great Britain's Grand Empire also wrote Kim, the Jungle Book, and the Ballad of East and West. And remember, if you know the author of this quote, just jot that author's name down as you believe him or her to be and send it to info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S dot com. And this will win you an absolutely power-thrusting, career-changing gift from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. And as a parting shot, in the words of my wife's husband, returning to your company's core mission sounds sagaciously wise, and it allows you to make just what the customer wanted yesterday without even bothering to learn what he wants today. And to you, gleefully sharing our feast, I hope you've enjoyed The Art of the CEO as much as I've enjoyed bringing it to you. And remember that you may download this and all our shows at blogtalkradio.com slash theartoftheceo. And finally, to you who have honored us with your time, may I say, as always, it has been a privilege. I thank you. <laughs>